Hi, I'm Jacqueline Steele, and this is my podcast, Self-Worth. In it, we will explore what it means to come alive through the vehicle of self-worth. And within that vehicle of self-worth, we will talk about self-image, spirituality, style, surroundings, and so much more. In the words of my favorite author, Paolo Coelho, all you have to do is pay attention. Lessons always arrive when you are ready. And if you can read the signs, you will learn everything you need to know in order to take the next step. My heart in every podcast episode of self-worth is to shine a light on that next step, one at a time. I am so glad you're here. Let's begin. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Self-Worth with Jacqueline Steele. This is episode 130, 10 ways to increase the daily frequency in which you operate. I hinted that I was going to be talking about this last week. In the month of September, our theme is frequency, which is so cool. I love talking about frequency. And last week, as I mentioned, we talked about the chart of frequencies, I love this tool because it allows you to visually think about where you are at on the chart and where you want to go. It's hard to get anywhere if we don't have a baseline, right? This was so helpful for me several days ago when I got some news that I wasn't expecting. I'm okay. I don't want anybody worrying about me. But in that moment, I was feeling shocked and frustrated and totally defeated. But I remembered, ha, huh, I have this chart and it is printed out and I have it at my disposal. So I can choose differently. So I went to the chart and I said to myself, okay, well, here's where I'm at. It is what it is. And I have a choice now. If I want to move back up the frequency chart to where I like to be living, I have that choice. And It took me a few days, but I did it. And it helped so much to have that baseline and understand like, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm operating. And gosh, guys, this life we are in is dense. It's thick. It can feel really hard to move through. Like we're moving through sloppy, muddy, clay-filled water not even water. It's just sludge. It's not always like that, but it can feel like that sometimes. If you are in a frequency you don't like, if you're feeling that muddy frequency, you do have the power to change it, but know that changing it, like you can change a switch on a light and make it go on or off, is not always a realistic expectation. If you can do that, I mean, wow, more power to you. It is possible and I am so proud of you. But if you are maybe a little bit more like me and it takes you a bit to process things and feel your way through, that's okay too. We're all experimenting in this thing called life. So if you can move up and down the frequency chart at your own pace however you want to do it like 
Dwight in the office said I can both raise and lower my blood pressure, (laughs) then more power to you. But just know that sometimes it can take a little while, especially if you're dealing with something as serious as grief or loss. You know, it, it can take a little while to process and that's okay. So before I go over 10 ways to increase the daily frequency in which you operate, I want to review the chart that we went over last week. On the bottom of the chart, vibrating at dissonant levels, meaning they're not harmonious. They make us feel contracted and small. We've got these feelings starting with the lowest, shame, guilt, apathy, grief, And then we have fear, desire, anger, pride. Ooh, I feel like before I move on into the like middle of the frequency chart, I want to touch on desire. Desire is one of the lower frequencies. And when I read that, I honestly was surprised. Because when I think of desire, sometimes I think of like, ah, you're, you're trying to be motivated for something, but desire takes us out of the present moment and it makes us want to be in a different reality in which we already are. And so it creates a lot of dissonance in our hearts and minds and bodies. Okay. So I'm going to start that over again. The lowest, shame, guilt, apathy, grief. Then we have fear, desire, anger, pride. Then moving into more ex- to, into a more expanded state, but still not high frequency. We have courage, neutrality, willingness, acceptance. Mm, acceptance is such a big part of being able to move into the higher frequencies. Then moving into the much higher frequencies and expanded states of being, we have reason, love, joy, peace, and the very top, enlightenment. There's also a chart based on Abraham Hicks's work. And I bought a visual of this chart on Etsy and I printed it off. I have it in my office so I can look at it and kind of know where I'm at in any given moment and then choose differently if I want to. And I linked it in the show notes. I think it's like $5 worth every penny. And it goes like this from bottom to top. It's just slightly different. Fear, unworthiness, jealousy, hatred and rage, revenge, anger, discouragement, blame, worry, doubt, disappointment, overwhelmment, which I'm not even sure is a word, but hey, I understand what it means. Frustration, pessimism, boredom, contentment, hopefulness, optimism, positive expectation and belief, enthusiasm, eagerness, happiness, passion, love, appreciation, joy, knowledge. At the bottom of the chart, second to last, is unworthiness. And I want to touch on that because this podcast is called self-worth. It is the opposite. Self-worth is at the opposite end of the spectrum on the chart. The absolute opposite end. 
So if you are in a feeling of unworthiness, that frequency is low. And that's okay if that's where you're at. But you are in exactly the place you need to be right now listening to this podcast because I'm going to help you move up the chart into a place of self-worth, which is such a joyful state. And joy is at the very top of the chart right next to knowledge and appreciation and love. Doesn't that sound good? Love, appreciation, joy, knowledge. I love these things. So now that we have an understanding of these charts, both are very similar and how the frequency shifts from emotion to emotion, let's talk about how you can increase your frequency on the daily and specifically 10 ways to do this. And y'all might be surprised at how easy these tactics are. Of course, if you have some money in your fun fund and you feel like going and getting a massage is going to increase your frequency, you're going to the spa or going to a movie or spending money on whatever, feel free to do that. These things that I chose are very much part of everyday life and most of them are zero cost or things that you already have that you can utilize. The first thing is awareness. Awareness is such a huge part of increasing frequency because you have to know where you're at if you want to go up. So creating awareness, getting honest with yourself, knowing how you feel, knowing how you want to feel and maybe some steps in which how to get there. Maybe some steps how, that was a tongue twister. And then outlining some steps on how to get there, right? Awareness can be journaling. It can be sitting quietly. It can be just taking a breath and checking in with your body and seeing if you're having any aches and pains. Like right now when I did that, my hip is really tight. My husband and I lifted some weights this week and did... um, a lot of like leg work and hip flexor work. And so my hips are really sore. Like, what do I need to do to alleviate some of that pain? Do I need to do some stretching? And what happens is when you cultivate awareness, it brings you into the present moment. And when you're in the present moment, things feel as they should. They feel peaceful. And peace is at the top of the chart. So awareness is a very effective way to increase your frequency. Number two, meditation. I've talked about this on this podcast. You guys know about meditation. I don't know that I need to launch into it um, in depth because you know what it is. I use an app called Insight Timer that I love. In fact, today I sat on my PEMF mat, which is It's a pulsing electromagnetic field mat, which is so cool. And it mimics Earth's vibrations. But I laid on there and I did a meditation to Sarah Blondin and Insight Timer for about 20 minutes. And honestly, I started to fall asleep and I realized I have been in such an anxious state this past week since I got that news that now that I'm moving out of the anxiety of it and I've addressed some of the sadness around it, my body is really tired. 
I've been tense physically, emotionally, and that takes a toll, especially when it's day after day. And so creating awareness and doing this meditation today made me realize, hey, I need to rethink how I'm going to approach my day. I was going to work out. I was going to go run some errands and take my son. Um, And then I have dinner tonight with friends. And then a couple of other friends are going to come over later this evening. And we're going to do a full moon ritual together. I'm recording this on Saturday before the podcast comes out next Wednesday. And I realized like for somebody who's tired right now and physically tired, that's a lot of activity. So maybe I need to push running errands off to another day or just order my groceries. Maybe instead of trying to get a workout in today, I take a bath and I allow myself some time to read and center and just be still in between taking care of my son and hanging out with my husband and tidying the house and all of the things that are required of a modern woman. So meditation was what allowed me to get to that point and go, hey, I need to adjust some things today to honor myself and pour into myself because I'm expending so much. Number three, oh, I love this, sound therapy. In fact, when I was in the tub reading, I read about sound therapy. And not only is it extremely healing for your heart and your emotions, There are also some studies that have been done about people who have had invasive surgeries and cancer and, you know, serious illnesses using sound therapy and it helps them heal faster. So what do I mean by sound therapy? There are all different kinds. I mean, you can find chakra balancing lists on iTunes. You can find meditation music. Um, There is, what is it called? There's a specific frequency that's really good for meditation. I'm sure I'll think of it when I finish recording this podcast. Dang it. I hate when that happens, but it does. So whatever. Um, It is called, yes, binaural beats. Binaural beats are awesome for sound therapy. And there are all kinds of different frequencies you can listen to. Also, it can be as simple as like, hey, what music brings you joy? What music do you naturally love listening to? Listen to it more. And if you are feeling like you're somewhere in the lower part of the chart, what kind of music would elicit good feelings? Think of a memory of a time you were listening to a song and it just lit you up. Maybe you were with friends. Maybe you were jamming out in your car. Maybe you were at the club. Maybe you were in a yoga class. Put that music on. I do that with yoga music all the time because I tend to be in a state in yoga classes of peace and flow. And so then when I listen to that music, when I'm in my office working, it initiates that same feeling, even though I'm not doing a yoga sequence in that moment. So sound therapy is such a useful way to increase your frequency. Number four, scent therapy. I am an olfactory kind of gal. I love scent. I love it in diffusers in my home with essential oils in them. I love candles. I love perfumes, though I'm an advocate for non-toxic, clean 
perfumes, which are harder to find, but we don't want to be putting all kinds of nasty chemicals directly on our skin. I also love taking essential oils and just taking a little smell break instead of a smoke break. I also, if you're a hippie like me, own different oil blends. Like I'm looking at a couple right now. They're from Kate's Magic. One is Moon Goddess and one is Son of Success. And they're a blend of an oil and then essential oils. And then when you put them on, the idea is to elicit that feeling of being a moon goddess or the son of success, you know, hearkening in success. But I think the beauty of scent therapy is that not only is it really pleasant and nice and it feels like you're honoring yourself, it's also a little break where you breathe and you go, hey, I'm worth taking a minute to just reset and enjoy this moment. You have every right to do that and you are worth it. This episode of Self-Discovery is supported by Living Libations. I was turned on to this company after my Hashimoto's diagnosis. I've always, always loved clean beauty products, but Living Libations is clean on another level. I'll explain a little bit about why. Their primary ingredients are plant oils, and plant oils are botanical miracles. When oils are skillfully combined, the mosaic effect of thousands of plant compounds burst forth with an intelligence and a life force that defines every single living libation's creation. This not only makes their products extremely effective, and I can attest to that because the first night I started using them, I noticed a difference the next morning. One freaking night. But it also makes these products smell amazing, like heaven. In addition, Living Libations products are cruelty-free. They're fair trade, and almost all the products are raw, gluten-free, and vegan. I cannot say enough about this incredible company. I have so many of their products. I have their Best Skin Ever Cleansing Oil and Sea Buckthorn. I have their Rose Renewal Serum. Oh, it's heaven. I have their Soothsayer Serum. If you feel like your skin is aging, this is a perfect serum for you, the Soothsayer Serum. I have their Happy Gumdrops for healthy teeth. I have their shampoo and conditioner. I have their Frankincense toothpaste. I have their deodorant. I have their love butter. I I could go on and on and on about all the products that I have from them. And I am mindfully switching out all of my old products in exchange for Living Libations products because of the efficacy of their products, the mission behind them, and the way that the company is run, their commitment to diversity and environmental protection. Anyway, all that to say, this is a company that I absolutely believe in and want to continue to support. If you are feeling at all overwhelmed by all of their high quality offerings, like I was in the beginning, I recommend starting with the best skin ever in sea buckthorn. It smells amazing and you can cleanse and moisturize with it. Visit livinglibations.com and use code Jacqueline12 for 12% off your purchase. Livinglibations.com and Jacqueline12 for 12% off your purchase. Links are in the show notes. And now, Back to the episode. Next thing I want to touch on, another way to increase your frequency on the daily is joy. J-O-Y. What brings you joy? Is it your dog? Is it your cat? Is it a houseplant? 
Is it a beautiful home-cooked meal? Is it a restaurant that you love to go to that just has great vibes? Is it a certain friendship or multiple friendships? Is it your partner? Is it reading? Is it being in nature? Is it treating yourself to a trip to a crystal shop? Is it going to church? Is it making music? Is it making art? Is it going to a football game? Whatever it is that brings you joy, even if you can't do it that day, for instance, going to a football game because that's a planned event, buy the ticket and let yourself sit in that energy of anticipation like, I just did this for myself and I'm so excited. I do that with live music concerts or like massage appointments. (laughs) If I'm feeling really stressed, I'll go, hey, you know what? I need a massage this week. Even if I can't go today, I'm going to figure this out. And then I'm going to sit in this moment knowing I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to honor my body and I'm going to spend some time and some money on myself like I deserve. It could be as simple as a cup of tea. This is something that I find a lot of joy in. It's one of those, like, instead of a smoke break, it's a tea break. I love a good tea break. It's so nice to have something warm in your hands. It feels nourishing. It's healthy. It's hydrating. So what or who, what place brings you joy? And go there. Do that. Participate in that. Or make a plan to. And do that regularly. My husband and I have talked about this recently. We've been working so hard for so long and we keep kicking the ball of joy down the field. Like, hey, we'll get to this yard line and then we'll experience some more joy or we'll plan out some more stuff that allows us to have more fun. And we realized that is not the way to live. It is not the way to live. There's a balance between working hard and then reaping what you sow and enjoying the moment. My gosh, God wants us to enjoy our lives. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so much magic in the world on the daily. So allow joy to seep in. Allow laughter to seep in. Allow whatever it is that lights you up to be something that you do regularly, if not every day. Number six. Another way to increase your frequency is connection. Maybe it's a phone call to a friend. Maybe it's a coffee date. Maybe it's a dinner date. Maybe it's a lunch date. Maybe it's a breakfast date. Maybe it's a walk at 5.30 a.m. with your best friend because that's the only time you guys can get it in. Connection. Feeling heard and seen and safe with other people. There is nothing like it. Nothing. And it pours into your cup pours in. So much of what we do in this Western world is output, 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 consumption, 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 and not consumption in a good way. So connection with people that feed us and nourish us and people that we nourish and feed, and it is a symbiotic relationship. So important and it increases your frequency because it brings so much positivity and joy and enthusiasm and love. Next thing, seven, make it sacred. Each moment we have each day is an opportunity to make the mundane sacred. What I mean by this, I could launch from the end of my workday into 
caring for my son and making him dinner and making Sam and I dinner and blah, 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 and not give myself a moment. Sometimes I even forget to go to the bathroom. I'll just hold it, hold it, hold it. We have the opportunity to make everything sacred. So in that scenario I just shared, I could take a few minutes of transition time. Even if my son is with me, I could take some conscious breaths. I could light a candle. I could burn some incense. I could pour myself some kombucha or a nice big glass of water and put some magnesium in it or something that feels nice, like it's honoring me. You can do this at any moment. Maybe your morning feels really hectic. Maybe you have multiple kids that you need to get ready and out the door for school or for camp or for whatever. And you feel like you go from waking up into the rat race. How can you make it sacred? Could you get up five minutes earlier and make yourself a cup of coffee with all of the accoutrement that just make it so delicious and tasty? And then every time you take a sip, you remember, hey, this is filling me up. This is lighting me up. And yeah, there's some chaos around me. Yeah, my kid just spilled milk all over the counter or dropped their Cheerios or in my son's case, like everything just seeps right out of his mouth (laughs) and all over his high chair. Yeah, these things are happening and we can't stop them. But do we even want to stop them? can't we fall in love with these chaotic moments too? It's a matter of perspective. We can make anything sacred, anything. Quick story. When we were living in an RV, my dog Tumnus, who turned 15 yesterday, he had a bout of diarrhea for like a couple of weeks. He just had some tummy issues and we would wake up regularly two piles of diarrhea in our tiny RV. I'm sorry if this is TMI, but this is the truth. And sometimes he would even try and bury it like under a clean towel or, you know, in the laundry or something like that. So sometimes you'd lift something up and it would be like, ah, smelly pile of doo-doo. Oh my gosh, tumness. (laughs) But my husband said something really interesting. He said, you know, waking up to this is obviously not ideal, but I'm going to make it a meditation. I'm going to make cleaning it up a meditation. And I'm not saying that cleaning up dog poop is sacred, but instead of fighting it and going, oh, I can't believe my dog did this. I'm so mad at my dog. Why does my day have to start like this? This is going to ruin my day. You can just say, hey, my dog's not feeling well and I feel bad for him. And I'm just going to take care of this and I'm not going to let it mean anything. And I'm going to move on with my day. You can make anything sacred. Anything. Number eight, movement. We need to move the energy out of our bodies. I've used the example of a dog when it gets scared or looks like it's about to fight another dog. How sometimes it'll start shaking. I'm sorry, barking uncontrollably. Just I know my dogs do this. And then when that dog passes or the moment passes, They shake for a while, like literally just shake like they're freezing cold. They're moving the energy, that negative energy out of their bodies, literally moving it out of their bodies. I do this sometimes when I feel fear, when I feel anxiety, I'll just shake my body really fast and try and dispel that energy out. Gua sha is another 
good way to move energy out and get stagnant chi moving. Yoga, Pilates, running, biking, playing football. I mean, whatever kind of movement, lifting weights, whatever feels good to you, do it. Playing tennis, playing bocce ball, whatever. It moves the energy around in your body and allows you to expel negative energy. Also, movement helps us create endorphins. And endorphins are feel-good, happy, happy. I think they're hormones. Are they hormones? Anyways, they make us feel really good. I don't know about you, but I have never, not once, regretted doing a workout or moving my body. So movement, especially if you're feeling low and you're like, oh, that's the last thing I want to do. Take a walk. Do 10 push-ups. Do 10 sit-ups. Dance in your living room for a minute. Get it moving. Get it out. You'll feel so much better. Even one minute in, you'll feel better. Number nine, learning, growth, progress. <sighs> Y'all, I feel like I could do a like I could do a whole podcast episode on how frustrating I find it that people in general do not read. <sighs> this flabbergasts me. We are here to grow. We are here to learn. And books, books are micro manuals on growth and learning and adventure and all kinds of amazing, amazing opportunities to see things differently. If you are not a reader, I don't mean to come at you with judgment. I mean to come at you with encouragement. Start reading. And start by reading something you're genuinely interested in. If you have no interest in economics and you're trying to read something by PJ O'Rourke or Malcolm Gladwell, maybe that's not a good place to start. Maybe you need a novel. Maybe you need a cookbook. Maybe you need something spiritual. Whatever it is, start with something you're interested in. But learning and growth and progress they make us feel amazing. It makes us feel like we are moving the needle forward in our lives. It challenges our brains to think differently, to chew on new information and then put it into practice. If we are not learning and growing, we are stagnant. And stagnant, that is the bottom of the chart. When we feel like we're making progress, we feel amazing. Reading is an easy way to do that. Going into learning groups in your community. I go to this thing called Investress, and it's about real estate investing for women. Um, maybe you could go to a book club. Join Masterclass. That's an online forum that has the most amazing classes led by experts in their fields, like the most amazing authors, actors, singers, comedians, music makers, performers. Learn, grow, create progress. And it will be very hard for you to feel like you're operating in a low frequency. It will make you feel amazing. I promise. Last thing I want to talk about is food. 
And hey, I get it. I love food. I love it. And I love a good brownie or a scoop of ice cream or a piece of pizza or whatever. But we need to be paying attention to the food that we eat because food carries frequency and energy. Food creates energy in our body. So there are foods that create really high frequency energy in our bodies and there are foods that create low frequency. Stuff with a bunch of sugar. It's really hard for our bodies to process. Literally weighs us down. Foods that are whole foods like fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and legumes. These are foods that our body was built to process. They keep us light. They keep us thinking clearly. They're easy for our bodies to digest. Food carries frequency. If you want to move up the frequency chart, you can't be eating burgers and fries every day. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that occasionally. But every time you have a meal, it's an opportunity to honor your body. And when we honor our bodies, we feel better. It really is that simple. So if you want to feel really great, eat living foods. Eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and beans. These things are so good for us. They nourish us. They take care of us. They ward off disease and imbalances in our systems. We live in a world and in a country that does not value nutrient-dense food or nutrient-dense soil anymore. We have factory farming. Um, We have concentrated animal farms. These do not make the most nutrient-dense foods, unfortunately. And so we have to be mindful of what we're putting in our bodies. We have to supplement if we're low on something. I highly encourage you to get a blood test and check your hormones and check all your organ functions and see like, hey, where am I at? Again, I'm such a fan of finding a baseline because then you know where you need to go. Find a baseline, see what you need. Do you need more B12? Do you need more vitamin D? Do you need iron? Do you need potassium? Do you need DHEA, testosterone? These things make a difference and they will make you feel better. I'm somebody who has Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder where my thyroid is under-functioning. It's caused by years of chronic stress, genes, environment, not eating all of the right foods, or I should rephrase that. It's not about not eating all of the right foods. It's about not having enough nutrients on the daily. I was a vegetarian for 10 years, and I don't blame vegetarianism for that, but I did miss out on a lot of nutrients. And I also, during that time, was not great about taking daily vitamins. So I know I was missing things for chronic periods of time. And that takes a toll. So learn from me so you don't have to do that. If you're feeling sluggish or you've had sudden sudden weight gain or hair loss or brain fog, have your thyroid checked. I know with health, sometimes it can feel scary to check things out because it can sometimes feel easier to not know, but you're worth knowing. You're worth knowing where you're at. And then you can make decisions to change things around. Our bodies are so resilient. So anyways, food, nourishing our bodies with amazing food will make us feel so, so good. 
We are so powerful, my friends. We can work on our high vibes every single day, every single day. And you know what? The more of us that do that, the more of a domino effect it will have on those around us and the world at large. Making the world a better place starts with you and it starts with me. You have been listening to Self-Worth with Jacqueline Steele. For more information, visit JacquelineSteele.com and to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube under the same name. Light, love, and peace. Until next time.